Welcome to Yam Not Potatoes, a podcast about life as we currently know it by three starch friends. This is Mire, hello, Abby, hello, and me, Jing. This is episode ten. So with ten episodes in the bag now, we decided to call it a season. So for <laughs> the last episode in season one, we wanted to take a different approach and ask each other surprise questions mm. for context. Um, how we usually prepare for each episode is we would have a Google Doc with all the questions and answers written beforehand for the theme that we came up with. But today is all surprise. <laughs> Very candid. Um, yeah. So it will probably be more like conversational and free flow. Hopefully, hopefully it flows well. <laughs> so let's start off with an easier group question before we dive into the personal ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. First question. Um, I thought of this question. What, <laughs> <laughs> what does a day in your life look like now, and how do you spend your weekends? I can start. So okay. I am in school, and it's getting pretty busy in the term now. We're heading to finals. To, mm-hmm. Like this week is reading week for me, but it was super busy because I had a couple projects going on, but. Mm-hmm. In a typical school week, I usually have Mondays for meetings for two of my projects. One is like the sheep one, and then another one is um. But what is the sheep one, Jane? Oh, so it's it's a capstone project that I have, and it's related to sheep because we are trying to develop an artificial intelligent tool for sheep facial recognition. Mm-hmm. and um <laughs> the other one is my work study which is i'm a ux researcher and designer for mm-hmm. and so so we usually have meetings on monday and then the rest of the week i have classes every day so i usually go to school and they're mostly in person there is the option of zoom but um, <laughs> <laughs> like they stream it but it's usually better in person. Like I focus better. Mm. And the weekends, I usually will have work to catch up on. Mm-hmm. And I have, <laughs> <laughs> And I do laundry and I clean my apartment. And um, I a few weeks ago, I started doing bike bike sessions with two friends. Uh-huh. So usually we do like a mid-length bike trip like to mm. wait what is mid-length like an hour <laughs> around around an hour yeah mm. yeah it's been fun yes uh for me usually when I get up I'll immediately play music so I'm a bit more chipper I'm not I'm not a morning person <laughs> and then <laughs> Um, when I brush my teeth, I tend to walk around the house to, to my sister's annoyance. Um, I feel like that's like a very polarizing activity, but I'll like 
brush with one hand and I'll start like fiddling with things with the other. So I'll like make my tea or like open my laptop. And then after that, it's just working in some capacity <laughs> on different things. I feel like I don't have a very consistent weekday routine, but um, on Fridays or on the weekends, I'll like watch shows with uh, my partner and my sister recently we have been watching Haikyuu the fourth season <laughs> jinx face um, and then I'll try to have an excursion on the weekends too uh, yeah so like last week we went to get our film developed this week we're going to a sake bar Ooh. yeah it's I, I don't really have a routine but those are like the main things sounds nice yeah and then I also walk around brushing my teeth at night. <laughs> I've never known about this. <laughs> I think it's a recent habit because my toothbrush has a timer. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. High tech. <laughs> I've heard that that makes your teeth wider. Oh, really? I don't know if that's really true. But dental hygiene is, I'm, I'm very for it these days. Because <laughs> yeah, like, usually if you brush manually, like you don't. You don't go to the recommended like, yeah. like brushing your teeth. Yeah, wow. so it's like 30 seconds for each side, which honestly is such a long time to brush your teeth. Yeah. Two minutes, what the heck? <laughs> My day, I think weekend and weekend, they're pretty boring. <laughs> My weekday is very routine um, because I have to work 10 to 7. Um, so mm. that is my weekday and then basically by the time like 7 p.m hits I'm like okay now I have to eat dinner and then maybe I'll if my housemate is also like not working maybe I'll chat with her maybe I'll go to yoga I'll take a shower and then it's already like 9 or 10 p.m and I'm like okay now I have to do all this non-full-time work work (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I would probably watch like a drama before I sleep. Mm. Yeah, it's not that interesting, and I sleep at like eleven p.m. <laughs> Miri has the most routine of. <laughs> well, actually, maybe not because Jing, you have class that's like structured, but like that's the only structure I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say. <sighs> yeah, and then the weekend is like really the only time I have to do anything else other than work. So it'd be like Mm -hmm. time to get a haircut or like time to go shopping to like buy whatever I need to get or like meet friends, go biking. Um, But then obviously like all of us, we have other work projects, things to do, like recording this podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So yeah, so I think... I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, am I even a foreigner here? I feel like I'm just living like a local, going by daily routine. Yeah, nothing interesting happening. <laughs> yep. I mean, I think routine doesn't have to be interesting. It just has to work for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also technically a foreigner here. <laughs> Nothing exciting at all. <laughs> I'd be curious if you like still really took up the foreigner uh, label in Singapore since you have been there for a while. 
Mm-hmm. We are quite familiar with it too. Besides, like the in the obvious ways, like paperwork or whatever. Oh, and job hunting. Yeah. Foreigner. I'm a foreigner everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now let's go into specific questions for each of us. Um, first up is Jing. <laughs> what do you have for me? <laughs> um, so this question that I'm going to be asking Jing is a question that she has asked us before. <laughs> I don't think I was ever asked, but yeah, that's but, <laughs> salty. <laughs> maybe I wasn't either, but I, I think it was like a question that like, at least amongst um, like the people at P40, we would... Um, like joke about how like Jing asks uh-huh. really difficult questions and this is one of them. So I'm gonna ask this back to her. <laughs> and it is what keeps you motivated? <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely asked you guys before because we had like a staff like Q and A thing and then I sent oh. questions to everyone. Oh yeah. <laughs> came back to me. <laughs> um yeah, what keeps me motivated? Um, I think it's funny that it came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> now you're on the spot and you're like, oh, it's not that easy to answer. <laughs> um, well, I think when I asked that question to you guys, I was more in like a idealistic and figuring out what I'm doing phase. So like, I like to ask people <laughs> these kind of, I don't know, deep questions. Um, but for me at this stage in my life, I feel like I'm more driven by fear than, than mm. anything else because um, I'm just thinking more about like uh, wanting to be able to find a job and um, support myself within the next few years after I graduate. And whereas uh maybe in the first few years of uni, I was more idealistic and thinking about like, how can I make a difference? And how can I, what do I want my life to be like? And mm-hmm. what kind of mark do I want to make on the world? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at that time, I guess I was more motivated by um, interest and curiosity Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I after that phase I went through a more like disillusionment phase where I feel like there's no use thinking about all the idealistic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so I'm more geared towards the practical side now and but like the fear that I mentioned earlier is more like um I think job hunting is hard and we mentioned in a previous episode, like I'm uh, kind of anxious and not very confident so so that's that's the fear part mm-hmm. but I had a conversation with one of my friends that I go biking with and he was kind of saying like you don't have to look at it that way like it, it can be like oh it's challenging but also exciting right it's a fun mm-hmm. it's a fun time in your life where you're moving in terms of job hunting like your first job could have a huge impact in your life and it it could also be like a game where you look at what's available in the market and then like find your own niche and what figure out what you want or what you fit into 
mm-hmm. that it can be a challenge type of thing. So that's, I guess, what I want to move towards. Mm. Not too much of like fear and anxiety. But fear and excitement. Yeah, excitement. Yeah. But uh, when this question came to me, <laughs> I also thought of, uh, because I started watching Blue Period, the mm. anime on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um which is about like a high school kid um, discovering art and finding that he wants to do art and want, wanting to apply to a, an art university. And then that just like ignited some old memories of mm-hmm. me doing art in school. And that, that, that was like my favorite subject because it's a place where I can express all my teenage angst freely. <laughs> 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 not, not be judged. And, it really nurtured my idealistic side, like mm. oh, what I want the world to be like. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but for now, I'm just gonna think about completing school and finding a job. Think about the rest later. <laughs> mm. Baby steps. Yeah. My question for you, Jing. I think it's been tackling or. It was in response to our previous episodes when we were talking about affirmations and confidence uh-huh. is what kind of compliment mm-hmm. or encouragement do you wish you received more frequently or, or like, what do you wish people noticed about you that you were like, I, this is like a really good trait of mine that deserves to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve to be acknowledged as a hardworking person. <laughs> Jane, you're a hardworking person. <laughs> thank you (laughs) um but uh i think this is something i also thought about before Mm -hmm. like um i want to be acknowledged as a hardworking person but i also want to not want to be complimented like Mm -hmm. i don't want like i know that i crave external affirmations but i want to not be dependent on that or like i want to grow past that yeah Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like why do i need someone to tell me that to Mm -hmm. to feel appreciated Mm. yeah (laughs) but i think it's nice sometimes to like hear mm -hmm. someone else affirm what you're thinking about yourself then it reaffirms what you're thinking (laughs) yeah not that like in the sense that you need approval but just to feel seen in a sense that like your work uh you put in the effort that was good work um yeah i do think you're hard working jing yeah there is like a weird thing with compliments sometimes it's like you don't want to um east asian culture where it's like oh no it's Mm. it's not you know you have to take this really humble approach yes i take the compliment (laughs) yeah like also okay to just take it and be like i know i am but now you know it too and that's great Mm. (laughs) thanks guys (laughs) (laughs) this other thing that i got from the blue period watching the blue period was also like there's this thing where the main character when he first encountered like art it was like this senior in mm-hmm. in the high school 
like painting something and he was like oh you're so talented and then she was like no I'm not talented I've just put in more time and effort into art than anyone else <laughs> so <laughs> uh where was I going with this <laughs> compliments yeah okay so I was saying that I always felt a need to get approval in some form and when I was in high school or when I was in Singapore that was in the form of like the social badge of being a scholar so like I went to Singapore because I had a scholarship mm. and that was something I lived with for six years while I was there so that was kind of like a shiny badge I had like oh I'm a scholar and then, <laughs> and then so that identity came with some sort of like baggage but also kind of pride and pressure and then when I didn't have that anymore I felt the need to show people how good I am mm-hmm. and so I guess that's where the need for compliments come in is to affirm my identity as what I feel is a hardworking person mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I want mm-hmm. to be more I want to continue to be hardworking but also not need as much affirmation from other people yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for the question <laughs> thanks for answering Okay, next up is Abby. <laughs> mm-hmm. What you got? Um, so my question is, what is the future that you dream of with your artistic career or journey? Like, what do I want in the future? Or like how I see the trajectory of what I'm doing? What you wish for. Yeah. Um... I think I don't have, I'm not someone who thinks really forward ahead. So I like can't tell you what I want to do in like 10 years, but I can tell you that I want to do a lot of different things. I, I don't know. I, maybe I don't. I feel like everything I like is very niche, but something that I saw on Instagram yesterday by the account lead to recreate is um, they had this post that was like, was encouraging people who were coming fresh grads to like think horizontally about what they want to do instead of just like strict path into what they uh how they want to do after they graduate and I was thinking that's still really applied even though I'm not a fresh grad anymore those from the days (laughs) where I like think about um the different things I want to do like I really like graphic design and layout design and book making um I like programming and curating and project managing. Like, you know, I'm not really like a money person, but when you see budget sheets line up, it's kind of really satisfying. Um, And I also want to do large scale installations of my paper cutting and um, I don't know, maybe get back into watercoloring more. Um, So I like have these like three different areas that I really like. And I think outside of personal art making, like the other two, feel to me like space making so in that sense I want to have a way where I can do all of that and I'm like pretty open to whatever shape that means like I I mean I feel like working at a company that's within the arts but that is not directly the art that I'm working in is actually kind of valuable in terms of how like I can 
think between the two and like pull something from one or the other into the other thing. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I guess I'm just like, I want to do it all. But specifically, I want to... Um, I listened to a panel yesterday, an arts panel, and I wanna I wanna talk about my work or impart my knowledge about what I know from my experience. I think I have been identifying with someone who isn't very good with my words and describing what I believe in or the kind of work that I do, but I was thinking during that panel that those listening to other people speak about their work is really helpful for me to vacillate on new ideas Mm. so I want to try that I want to try what it would be like to like sit and like be interviewed well not with like a bunch of other people to like have this open discussion Mm. somewhere I think that'd be kind of fun yeah Mm. anyone listening hosting any panel (laughs) you know who to contact (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I think I'm like lacking in a lot of things um, in terms of like personal artistic career and like the 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 research or the 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 groundwork that needs to go into that like right now I think I do have like a lot of instinctual or like gut knowledge and like muscle memory in terms of creating but like the conceptual thing needs to be strengthened so like yeah I guess like it'd be a little bit hard to speak right now but that is the future planning the future dream (laughs) we're gonna make it happen (laughs) (laughs) Ching, do you want to ask oh, yeah. a question for Miri? Yay. So my question for Miri is, did you think going to Singapore was the right choice? And why did you choose Singapore and why not like Korea? Um, I think it was... Uh, right choice is hard. It's like, <laughs> I don't think anything is the right choice, but I think it was a good choice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I'm sure if I decided to go to Korea, go to, I don't know, France, go like go wherever, I'm sure it would be, I would answer the same, that it was a good choice. Because I think, although I've only moved to a new country once so far, mm. um, I think just being in a new place really opens your eyes to a whole different world that you can only imagine um, when you're not there, but when you're actually there, it's like, oh, wow, there's all these types of people who like do these things in a certain way that you never thought they would, or it's a whole different environment, situations, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So I think um, in general, not moving to Singapore specifically, but I think like moving to a new country, um, I think was a good choice. Yeah. Being here is just adding on to like my life CV, basically. It's not like I'm showing it to people to brag about, mm-hmm. but it's more like added experience onto my life that like hopefully in the future, it will benefit me in some way, whether it's yeah. just having fond memories or, oh yeah, like I understand this because this is what happened in Singapore or like stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The main reason I came here is because I wanted to be in Asia it's not like oh I wanted a job in Asia or I wanted work in the arts in Asia kind of thing it was more I just want to experience how it's like living in Asia 
So I think mm -hmm. because my goal was like that, it's okay that it's not in Korea or like any other country. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Ching actually stole my question. It was, it was if you had any regrets going to Singapore, ah. like, I guess, anyways, <laughs> it's fine. I'll just ask my other question, <laughs> uh, which is, do you find people assume anything about you before they meet you? I don't know if that has changed also now that you're in a foreign country, so to speak. Um, but yeah, what do people think about you that you're like, excuse me, that's not accurate. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of like personality stuff, but it's like, I don't specifically know because like nobody has specified it. I just like assume that people think of me in such way like, oh, like she's, I mean, Actually, one thing that my friend has told me, well, this was back in Toronto. She said that um, if I, if she, whenever she sees me on the street, just like walking, I, I'm an, I look very unapproachable. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's like, I don't know how I am because I'm obviously not on the other side. So I don't know how I look mm -hmm. like, but mm -hmm. I guess that is the vibe that I give off where it's like, I don't talk to me like, this person like very reserved <laughs> like very cold kind of image I guess if like a stranger sees me or someone who doesn't know sees me for the first time um yeah which I'm like okay with <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah maybe don't come up yeah. to me <laughs> <laughs> um another thing that many people have assumed and this hasn't changed since i came here it's like i've gotten the similar um assumption is that i'm much older than like my actual age um mm. the first time this happened to me was um when i worked at zara second year of university so i was like 20 people thought i was like 26 or 28 and i was like what <laughs> Like, yeah, that's a lot of, that's a big yeah, like, like, after knowing after getting after working with you and getting to know you yeah they like, like yeah. they thought I was like mid late 20s and then I think it was like one day during lunchtime we we're talking about age and then I said yeah like I'm still in university second year and they're like what I'm like <laughs> what <laughs> like I don't know how to feel like is this a good thing or is it a bad thing um, yeah and I got this same um, assumption like a few weeks ago when I met one of my co-workers she thought I was also much older than like 26 mm -hmm. so I'm like okay like there must be something about me that people get but I don't know what it is I have no idea <laughs> because the, don't approach me on the street yeah <laughs> that face <laughs> I think maybe because like you give an impression that you're reliable and like you're focused on your work kind of vibe maybe that's something that like to a younger person like an older person would have uh, i don't know maybe. well i think a younger person can be like that too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm like I don't love it or hate it when people like make this assumption. I'm like, okay, sure. Um, but <laughs> maybe it's because of your grandma routines. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because I'm like, 
yeah i'm such a homebody now and like it's just like hey like let's go party i'm like mm, i'm okay <laughs> oh i understand this homebody tendency yeah, yeah. maybe that's it's because the podcast that. is full of grandmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're all homebodies yay <laughs> so what would these grandmas like to learn <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so to round up our questions, we have another group question, which was also something I thought of. So. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look, at, look at Jing with her uh, proud shoulders. <laughs> She's a hardworking person, thinking of questions. <laughs> came, came to this podcast with like 20 questions. <laughs> what is something you always wanted to learn? I can answer this question first. I've always wanted to learn Japanese. I feel a sense of obligation to know Japanese. Um, mm. Even if it's not fluent, like at least conversational, intermediate level. Because um, I was born there, and then I think whenever I voice that to people, they assume that I should know Japanese. And then I think mm. I like internalize that assumption and assume that I also should know Japanese. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, I mean, I think it would also be nice if I can be like, yeah, I was born in Japan and then I start speaking Japanese. I think that'd be great. Um, but mm. I think that'll be for a while. <laughs> I also want to learn a language. I want to learn how to read and write Cantonese, mm. which is something I like kind of tried picking up during the pandemic. I do have like a workbook now, but it kind of faded off a little bit. I mean, I think I have an obligation to know the language that my family speaks. Like I can't really, I feel like I could communicate a bit better with my grandparents. And my grandma's always like, just pick up a newspaper because she learned Cantonese by herself by reading newspapers mm. and I'm like yes grandma I should <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and I also always wanted to learn how to be flexible oh like, I, I had oh, like physically yeah like I feel oh. like my body should be able to do more than it can actually do right now <laughs> um I used to take gymnastics it was a very it was Ooh. a very short endeavor because I couldn't even I couldn't do the bridge uh, or like uh, jump like do the jumps and stuff yeah those are two things maybe it's time to uh, stretch <laughs> do yoga i know i should although my new year's resolution was to say the word should less but uh should oh <laughs> i will i, I am will. i'm gonna work towards it <laughs> um for me i also had two things in mind which is dance and piano. Oh. I <laughs> actually also had a short stunt with dance. Um, when I was younger, I did a year of ballet. Ooh. When I was seven. I really enjoyed it, but uh, I moved when I was eight, so like, it was too far for me to like commute mm. to the to the place where I was learning. Mm-hmm. So then I stopped, which I think sometimes I feel sad about, like, what would what would I be like if I still continue? <laughs> I feel like your feet would have been a bit gnarly, but your posture would have been great. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just like eh. 
curled up all the time. But um, I also recently watched this Korean variety show called Street Women Fighter. Mm. I don't know if you guys heard about yes, it. Yes, I was watching a bunch mm-hmm. of YouTube video before this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like um, a few, like six dance crews um, competing on a show. Um, and it's just like really cool, like the way they move their bodies. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa, I want to be able to do that too. Like, it's it's not just like the performance, but also the way they carry themselves. And yeah, I feel like dancers are very passionate and like they express themselves in a very f- physical and direct way. Yeah, and I think that's something I admire. Um. Yeah. Mm. And for piano, I <laughs> my I think my mom did ask me if I wanted to do if I wanted to do piano when I was younger, but um when I was little my my sister did piano and she hated it and she was like, Don't do it. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> so then I took her advice. <laughs> and now, but now you regret it. Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah i'm not the typical asian with, <laughs> with an instrument did you pick up any music related things i did I, I was in the choir when i was in primary school which i also really enjoyed i liked singing mm. <laughs> but no i didn't do um i did a little bit of guitar but i can't i can't really play anything you still have a ukulele, right? Yeah, I have a ukulele. <laughs> I only know one song, but yeah, I, I'm not really putting time into those things that I want to learn. But <laughs> one day, it's hard. <laughs> I am. I will. I should. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's that's it for the questions, but. For our final question, as if we haven't asked each other enough questions, why will you be doing after this? I am going to sleep. <laughs> Sorry, we kept you out late. It's, okay. it's the daylight saving. Before we started, Miri was like, oh, it's 12. <laughs> We're like, oh no. <laughs> it's past my bedtime. <laughs> what about you, Abby? I'm going to work on an animation for work, and then I'm going to Milky's, and then Saki Bar, Sakai, yeah, at night, the Saki Bar I talked about. Oh, I'm going to edit the previous episode (laughs) for this podcast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm going to work on the mobile app design after Look at you. <laughs> I have nothing else other than work. <laughs> Manifesting the excitement. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of our episode. Episode 10. Woo! And the end of the season. Woo! When are we going to come back? You'll never know. No. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> So yeah, thank you for listening, whether you're a regular listener or this is the first episode you tuned into. We hope you enjoyed it. We would love to know if you had any 
favorite episodes or any parts that you resonated with strongly, mm. let us know at Yam Not Potatoes on Instagram. Or if you enjoyed it that much, subscribe on <laughs> Spotify or Apple Music. Yeah, and stay tuned on our socials for updates about the next season. Yay! We'll see you in our next season. Yay! Yay! Woo! Happy 10 episodes! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>